Uh, welcome to ZPM. I'm Teresa. And I'm Lenny. Hey. Hello. Oh, hello. The apartment hunt continues. Um, we found a rental, so it looks like Michael might win. He might be the big winner. If if okay. I could get him to accept the realities of a smaller apartment. Oh, you don't, he wants a big he wants a big apartment again. He goes. He waffles a bit, and it's really odd. So he's on his way home. So I gotta like make it quick so I can talk all the shit, and then he doesn't have to hear me talk about it. Um, okay. he like I was looking to buy in upstate New York, and he was like, "We can't afford it. It's so expensive. Tolls, blah blah blah." And I'm like, "Okay, fine. If you want to rent down here, it's just gonna cost a lot of money, and we'll never be able to buy anything because it's gonna eat all of our money." And he yeah. was like. We can squeeze into a one bedroom, which is a joke. That is the laughableest oh, thing. One bedroom. Can you imagine? We're old now. We have twenty years worth of shit with us. We gotta get rid. Of it. So, uh, I found a two bedroom, but the bedrooms are a little small. So the apartment's gonna be like eight hundred square feet, and we're used to okay. like thirteen hundred square feet. So it's like half the size. But he'll get an office for his music um, lessons and producing and stuff like that. So he can have that stuff. We just have to pare it down quite a lot. Okay. And that's going to be, which is funny because he's going to see the two bedroom and be like, this is too small. Meanwhile, he's pitching me a one bedroom. You know what I mean? I'm like, what? I mean, how magical do you think that one bedroom is? It's not Narnia back there. <laughs> <laughs> and Imagine if it was, though. <clears throat> I know, right? I talked to the, the landlord there. She came from like a, a Facebook group that a friend of mine is in. Okay. Uh, for like-minded, liberal-minded, uh, socialist-type people, like myself. Oh, that's nice. So that's exciting. To f it's really – I mean, it would really ruin me if my landlord – that lived in the same house as me. Like if they don't live on site, then I don't have to deal with it. But if they live in the same house as me and I got to like, I can't be having no red caps lying around. <laughs> no, thank you. You know, my dad's plenty. That's all the red cap I can handle. You and even then he's only a half hearted. Cap? He's like a half hearted really? one. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Oh, he's, an, okay. he's an old white guy. What do you think? Well, that lives on Long Island. See, my brother put it this way. He's like, yeah, most people aren't Republican until they start owning like a bunch of property and like investing in stuff. Yeah. Then they start then they start becoming like Republican because it's, you know, it's their money. They want to protect their money. Republicans aren't doing. They're Republicans are protecting no, that, their money, not your money. In fact, the they're gonna they're... take your money away from you to give it to themselves and then be like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, and and then the like the ground level Republican who's like I can't believe they took my money is going to vote for them again somehow because like they like the abuse I guess. That's why I never understood why people voted for like why white people voted for Trump because they're like oh he's rich but he's going to take care of it. But no, he's, he's like not. us. No, he motherfucking isn't. No, he's not. He I'm leaving that swear in. <laughs> yeah, like he doesn't care about you. I've never seen anybody care let, like when he was like I could just shoot somebody in the middle of the street probably a fantasy he's having <laughs> yeah I wouldn't be surprised if he hunts people on a remote island somewhere you know but oh like he did like well, I wonder <laughs> who owns that remote island 
Oh, wonder what yeah, dead the, person owned that remote island. Interesting. Yeah, the guy who uh, killed himself. <laughs> Interesting. <Right? laughs> Anything new and fun with you besides um, hearing me bitch about my homelessness? No, well, my IT is going well. Oh, good. I learned a lot. I learned a lot about networking and, you know, demilitarized zones in terms of, like, internet. Oh. And I, I know a lot about the internet now. That, yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah. My mom does, um, not programming in that way, but she learned a lot about, like, Google Analytics and stuff like that. Oh, um, when Google you Analytics? Yeah, that's, that's more programming. Program. Yeah. Yeah, that's more programming. This is more, like, what happens if you so basically it's basically uh you put together a computer and if it goes wrong you can fix it nice mm -hmm. well good well our computer's not broken but if it ever does you're fixing it well <laughs> sure <I> can, <laughs> we kind of figure it out it's the same one no it's not actually uh i bought this the laptop i'm using now is a lenovo and my friend sold it to me because he didn't like how the charger port worked. I can't even. I was like, great, I'll take it, thanks. <laughs> uh, the only the only thing I don't like about Lenovo's is they don't have enough ports in the laptops. I don't buy, disagree like, there. Yeah, you have to buy like a port replicator or something. I mean, I have one. I have one from my old laptop, but I was, yeah, I was pretty disappointed that this laptop also lacked um, ports. And the other one was like a really old one. The one that you saw. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I guess if I want if I want to plug in another USB, I have to unplug my wireless mouse and use the trackpad, a thing I don't want to do. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people don't like trackpads. Fuck a trackpad, man. <laughs> They're annoying. You never know where to click, and they never work right. Just never pans out. And then I have a, a chestal situation. So if I lean over the keyboard a little bit, my boob hits the trackpad and moves stuff around. And I'm like, God damn it. This is not what I wanted. Is that a common problem for most, you know, for big titty ladies? Yes. Yes. There's like spaghetti to, uh, sauce on there. You just like every, just, you didn't like spill on there. You was, just leaned over and it got gone. <laughs> I was trying to be a bit discreet, but you pretty much summed it up. No way. Every like, I have to push him back and look down and see if like I dripped anything down the front of my shirt because I can't see over the over the cliff. Oh, wow, that's annoying. I know. <laughs> yeah, but big boobs is nice. I mean, I personally like them, but. I mean, I'm sure you know. I like them too. You know, I'm sure most straight women and women like them. Yeah, who doesn't love boobs? Everybody loves a boob. Even gay men like boobs. You know? I'm telling you. Boobs are great. Are there boobs on this? No, not really. <laughs> Is there boobs in this TV show? Hardly uh, at all. The first episode, I think they had. The pilot episode they did. Yep. One time, and it was out of context. Like, yeah. non, a non-sexy boob. Right? That whole ritual was not very sexy at all. No. Um, but we watched season six, episode 12, Unnatural Selection, which is not a sequel to Prometheus necessarily. More like same story carrying on. Yeah. 
Um, they do the previously on. I mean, you know what? Maybe this was like a mid-season finale and premiere. Because they yeah, do a previously on. And if it was just the week before, I mean, it's not super necessary, is it? Mm -hmm. uh, Thor asks SG-1 for help with their low-tech and war tactics. Jack's like, <laughs> we need dumb. Your, <laughs> we need your sticks. <laughs> and... Uh, Reese called all replicators to uh, Asgard. So that's the late, the girl, the young girl that they found that invented the replicators. Um, oh, that they put a bullet in? Yeah. And like the last, like her last command was that all the replicators, they were so stupid for shooting her. That was dumb. They should have yeah, let Daniel. Yeah. I mean, I understand <laughs> why they did it. I understand why they did it, but it wasn't necessary. They could have had some patience with her. They could have let Daniel let her fall in love with him. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, but they set a time trap to um, catch the catch the replicators, uh, but they detected it quickly and it failed. The time dilation device needs repair, and only SG-1 can code do it because it has to be done manually. And they just really would like the help if they could. And their sticks can help, I guess. Yeah, they're like, you have guns, and that's pretty great. They could make a gun at, at Asgard Tech or whatever. That's what I never understood. I'm like, you guys are so technologically advanced. You can't, like, dumb down your tech a little bit. You don't have any gunpowder. If nothing else, you could ask Earth for some gunpowder. we got plenty of that, Lord knows. Yeah. Uh, but they don't... find a planet that, you could, that has carbon, and you can make gunpowder. I'm sure plenty of places have plenty. Uh, Thor runs home to Asgard <laughs> uh, for a supply run and passenger drop-off. <laughs> so, like, Thor runs the SG-1 back to uh, uh, Stargate Command to be like, oh, we're, I, gonna, I we're here to pick up all these guns. Love you guys. Bye-bye. And food. <laughs> the Oh my god, the ice cream thing in a little the, while. I was just about to say that. The ice cream scene. Can we talk about it? Oh, we can. Oh, we're getting to that ice cream scene. It is <laughs> absolutely the best. Um, Jack said he hasn't said yes yet, but like Thor's like, you are though, though. Right? Like You're not going to be like, no thanks and go home. You're going to be like... You're going to tell me no? <laughs> He's like, you already said yes. I can see it in your eyes. And then uh, Jack says, uh, you should call uh, good old number one. And Hammond goes, my grandchildren? And he's like, oh, the number two. <laughs> so the president's number two to Hammond's grandkids, which is great. That's hilarious. There's a lot of funny jokes in this episode that really broke my heart. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Jack wants to name the Prometheus Enterprise a thing they can't do. Apparently, they could, no, but they're not going to. Uh, Teal's not going to share that ice cream. I they're love how he does it too. They're like in the middle of conversation, and he's eating the ice cream. And I think it was Jack that switches it with him, and he's like, "No." Yeah, and then he does. He ends up switching anyway. Like he changes flavors. Yeah, I think it was like chocolate and he changed it to vanilla. 
Oh my god, this is terrific. This is such good teal stuff that, like, I, I see, like, a lot of memes and stuff for Stargate go around, and they're like, classic, am I right? And it's always Jack and his stupid golf thing during Window of Opportunity, which, again, is an okay episode. It's fine. It's just not as legendary as... This ice cream scene blows that golf thing out of the water. It's... It's not so? Saying, yes. Oh, it's you know, so you know much funnier. You know what it is? Because it's not as outlandish as the golf scene. It's much more subtle, and you have to really pay attention. Yeah, they're just having a genuine conversation, and Teal's not talking, and he's taking, and then somebody, then Jack goes in with a spoon to like take from his, and he like freaks out, he just pulls <laughs> yeah. it away. It's just, it's, it's really very, very funny. Because it's understated, because it's it's in the middle of like exposition. That's what it is. It's way funnier. I don't. It's not getting the credit it deserves. Teal is so funny all the time, <laughs> and he's not even trying to be funny. Even when he's like being Murray and he's just walking around Colorado Springs, that's hilarious. It's just funny with, with the hat, his bucket hat. <laughs> I'm like, get into it, new radical. Have it. Get your bucket hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So the replicators reversed the time trap. So now they're progressing faster than ever. So like, they took what the Asgard did and they were like, yeah, we're going to do the opposite. Uh, Jack, somebody says to Thor, just waiting for the other shoe to drop. And here's the direct quote from Thor. We can only hope that this will be the last footwear to fall. Yeah. That's hilarious. There's a lot of funny moments. Last. Oh, I'm going to have to edit that out. Uh, The X-303 is secretly the Enterprise. Is going to land. uh, But there's only one structure on the planet. And the whole planet is replicators now. Like, right under the sand. Yeah, it's all silicon, I think. Well, they've been going at, like, double time or whatever they've been doing. So they were able to, like, make more replicators and replicate the entire surface of the planet, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, they take a good look at it. A few people show up and they're like, what are you doing here? And they're, like, checking it out. What are you doing here? And Sam's like, I'm going to need a absolute monstrous amount of time to take care of this. <laughs> like, a, like a year, you know? Like, it's just like, I need so much time. A good amount of time you don't like. Uh, Jack explains the replicators uh, to the replicators, I believe. He's like, you won't believe this, but replicators are everywhere. And they're like... Replicator, crazy. <laughs> They're like, oh, did you just mansplain replicator to a replicator? That's really messed right? up, Jim. It's like, yeah, we know. They're everywhere. We know. They're like, yeah, I know. We did it. Uh, SG-1 opens fire, but nothing happens because they're like above it all. And they're people-shaped now, so different. Yeah. Uh, they tell Sam to step away from the time dilation device, and she does so. And I guess the first, the leader is first, uh, and he sticks Who, his head going. I've seen, I've, I've seen him in a bunch of soap operas, though, so I know that guy. 
person. He's in soap operas. Just he's in a bunch of like soap operas. He's been in Law and Order. He's been in a whole bunch of stuff. From natural selection. Let's see who plays first. I forget his name, but I've seen his face. Oh yeah, that guy's very familiar. Mm -hmm. Actor Ian Buchanan. Ian Buchanan, that's who it is. Well, let's find out what else he's in. Ian, we have the time. Buchanan, television. Google, stop knowing what I mean. Bad egg. <laughs> right. How would they know? He was on The Bold and the Beautiful. That, yeah. That's so funny. That's where you know him from. I love that. I love yeah. that for you. I watched One Life to Live. Oh my god, he was on he was James Warwick for five hundred and twenty-four episodes. Mm -hmm. That's a long time. Good eye. Good one, yeah. Um so, but he sticks his hand into O'Neill's brain and immediately brings up the old dead son. Here we are with Jack's dead son. There we go. Trauma. Quickly informed that it is indeed his fault that his son is dead. <laughs> right? Nice. Nice one. Way to make friends first. Could have just asked him. Hold on a second. Michael, can you turn the timer off, please? Uh, turn off the oven, too? Yes, please. SG-1 wakes up on the bridge... And the young replicator, Fifth, brought SG-1 back uh, to the bridge. Because they all got hand thingied. Yeah. Um, first invites them all to dinner. A thing I'm sure they're dying to do after hearing about how it's definitely Jack's fault that his son is dead. <laughs> uh, the replicators explain they're just going to take over. And they tried to weed out the programming error in Fifth because Fifth is weak. Because he has feelings. Yeah, which is really strange. That's really messed up. Because robots don't yeah. typically have feelings, so they're like, ew, feelings, gross, problem. But wouldn't, wouldn't that be something you'd want to learn, though? Like, I'm thinking more like Data. Well, Data always wanted to know, but, like, the Borg don't have feelings, and they're pretty happy about that. Well, Except that Borg Queen that one time banged Data. We all remember. And Seven of Nine... <clears throat> But seven and nine wasn't an all the way in yet. Yeah, she was. She was. She was part of them from like because they assimilated her as a child. Well, I don't remember how they broke her out of that, but they broke her out of that. Well, they just did it. They just took her away from. They did it cold turkey. From what they just I remember. need Jerry Ryan in a tight suit. <laughs> so tight that I, I think, think she passed out in it. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry Ryan. Oh, my God. She's beautiful. I love her. Anyway, this isn't Star Trek chat. It is <laughs> Stargate chat. Um, they want to hand mine them all the time. Uh, and Fifth objects because he's different and he's weak and feelingsful. Yeah, and like, like, Why don't we just them? hand thingy them all the time until we get everything that we need? Fifth is probably like, you could just ask them. Yeah. Sam volunteers for Fifth because she sees that Fifth has feelings and she's also full of feelings, so that'll work out pretty good for her. 
And Fifth shows her his mind. And Sam's like, uh, you have to help us like because shut her down. We got to shut all of this. This is no good. You know, it's no you good. You guys are bad and you guys suck. So help us. And this works. He's like, you're right, Sam. You're the best. He's, she's like, I'll save you. Don't worry about it. And she means that though. Like she is like, I'm going to save you. Mm-hmm. Jack signals to set the timer to leave five minutes behind. Like, so that fifth can't get out in time to leave with them. Even though no, that's well, they tell, they tell him at first, they lie to him. Cause at first they tell him that, you know, we'll set the timer. So to give you enough time to give you enough time to get out. Yeah. And they'll, they'll be about five minutes, but he sets it to like two minutes. Right. And that, and he, he, the hand, uh, like gives like the number to Sam, like in a little hand signal to be yeah. like, do it. And I'm like that when I was younger and I saw this, I was like, that makes sense. You have to do what you have to do. Like I was on Jack's side, but now like at this advanced age, I'm on fifth side. And I was like, oh, Jack's really messed up, man. I would yeah. never forgive him. They can never be a couple. Of, I would never be a I would never date Jack <laughs> because of this. If I was like on the fence, this would be the moment I'd be like, Nope, you stand zero they should, chance. They should, have, they should have renamed this episode. Fifth learns about lying. You know, like I know, because then first comes by and he's like, "You're a big idiot because you believed that they were gonna treat you fairly." Feelings like, are a weakness, and he, and, he, and he defends them, and he's like, "No, they, they're my friends." They promised, and I'm like, "I'll cry right here, right now." Jack gets zero tail out of me ever again <laughs> if he got it in the first place. <laughs> I'd be like, "You are." A bad man. Because that makes, in my mind, that makes him just as bad as first. Like, if you're telling a sentient creature that you're going to save them, from, like, I don't know, that's like walking up to a refugee and be like, I'll definitely save you right before you kick him into a volcano. Get well, out of here. Technically, he didn't say it. Sam said it. And Sam told him. Right, and Jack was like, oh, we're just going to lie to him. I'd be like, no, we're not, because he would have given me the three, and I'd be like, is that that okay joke where if I see it, I'm a dick or whatever, you punch me in the dick? I'm going <laughs> to save five like I said I would, like a good person would. Because I have integrity, unlike you. Correct. And it's not like this is the first time Jack's, like, two-timed some good people, because, like, oh. he works for the man or whatever. Didn't he put a bullet in Reese? Yeah. After Daniel was like, don't do that. And he was like, no, I did that. He's like, don't do that. I'm getting through to her. And he's like, nope, sorry. Oh, my God. Which just, which just shows you, as good as all the good Jack has done, he's basically a company man. Absolutely ridiculous. Jack defends his choice. But Sam feels guilty about it. Not guilty enough to go back and get him. Well, you can't go back and get him. Because she's going to get some comeuppance. And when she gets her comeuppance from him, she's going to deserve it. Mm-hmm. What's Jack going to throw her off the team? Doubtful. It's not, it's not really her fault, though. It's more Jack. It is her fault because Jack gave her the three with his fingers, and she could have disobeyed that order. Yeah, Absolutely then- she could have. 
He's disobeyed a million orders right from the top, right from the movie. Yeah, but then she would have been court-martialed. So would have Jack if they bothered to court-martial him for not blowing up the Stargate that leads to Abydos. A thing he was supposed to do that he ignored and let Daniel stay on the planet and marry his wife. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Sam could have, but she chose not to. And I'd be like, I'll never talk to Jack again. Because <laughs> that would be like one bit too, because he trusted her so much. And like, that's what really gets me on it, is how how he really believed well, that he's like that He's like a happen. child. He, he had a child mentality, though. He was like, oh, I trust you. That makes he it knows. worse. It no, makes it He didn't know yeah, that not- Sam was going to be a big piece of shit about it. <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. He, it's, it's, that's why it should have been named. Fifth learns about lying. That's too heartbreaking for me these days as a senior citizen. I'm like, absolutely not. Because to me, how I see it now, Fifth is like, okay, humans lie. Now they have to die. Yeah, I know. And then she's going to get it. She's going to get it coming down the line. But Mm -hmm. man, I'm not going to feel bad when he shows up and is like, you lied to me. Unbelievable. I'd be like, you get what you get. And if I were her, I'd be like, I deserve every bit of what's about to happen because I absolutely could have done something and I did nothing. Yeah. I lied to you. Mm-mm-mm. Anyway, that's how I felt about it. Um, what would Imagine you rate? how Jonas feels about it. I know. Yeah, Jonas wasn't here today. No, he oh, was. Because, was he? No, he was. He he. No, he was on. He was on the ship. He just didn't play a big part. Oh yeah, they must have hand thingied him and been like, "You're not really human. You're like another kind of human or whatever." And he's like, yeah, "I'm yeah. saying he must look at Jack like, wow, these guys are pieces of garbage." Big piece of garbage. Um, what did you rate this episode? Um, I rated it uh three out of five. Me too. I thought it was good, but it really broke my heart. I was really pissed off about it. Yeah. I mean, the the teal humor was was good. I liked it. That is, you're right. All right, I'm gonna give it an extra half star. I'm gonna three and a half star because that yeah. the jokes, no matter how sad I am that that all happens at the end, the jokes leading up are just top tier. Yeah, because especially the the ice cream joke was just subtle. It's like perfect. I said. <laughs> It's just unrelated to what's going on. Like, serious things are going on, and he's just downing ice cream. And, like, getting mad about it, too. Oh, that's true. Jonas was there for that, and, <laughs> and he also loves ice cream. Like, in the same way that Teal'c loves ice cream, because they're aliens and they don't have ice cream from wherever. Yeah, Teal'c's never tasted ice cream before, so this I is mean, like this. I is- mean, six, six seasons in, I'm sure he's had ice cream, but, like, all of the ice cream now. It's like a kid who it, just got a box yeah. of something. He must have been like, is this Ben and Jerry's? This is awesome. Be like, ooh, it's the good stuff. Get out of here. Get your own. Oh, I just love Teal'c. I love Teal'c. He's my favorite in this series. Um, promo for next week. They have a new device. It's causing hallucinogi- hallucinations. 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 Uh, looks like they're using some of that budget to dip into the old CGI. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that looks. And, 
See if it holds up. Uh, Why would you bring a device that causes hallucinations? That just mm-hmm. sound, that's just evil. Uh, irresponsible. <laughs> yeah, they're weird, like slimy slug guys or whatever. I'm convinced that SG One they are the architects of their own problems. They are. They do Most cause a lot of their own problems. <laughs> Be a less less government man, man. Right. Jeez. Uh, got anything you want to plug or recommend? Uh, anything to recommend? Uh, watch The Last of Us. <laughs> I'll never watch it. <laughs> it is pretty good. It's nothing personal. No, I know, but for like a video game adaptation, it's actually the best. I've heard that. I've heard it's really, really good. Uh, and I believe people, I believe you guys buy that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm not going to do it. No. <laughs> I have to be honest with myself. I'm still working on that 2011 movie thing from last week. Uh, I've now seen Transformers Dark of the Moon. Not good. No, it's not. Not it's good. Not. And I'll it's tell you head. why. Would you like to know why? Because it's Michael Bay? Because it's Michael Bay. No. It is not because it's Michael Bay. Because theoretically, the premise of the story is quite good. That goes... Remember we were talking about the moon landing? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's part of it. That yeah, in the I've beginning... Uh, so that is theoretically a very good idea. Yeah, we had to fake the moon landing because... Or we didn't fake it. We had to go up there in a, a double speed because something landed there and we have to go check it out or whatever. So that's theoretically a good idea. It suffers because Megan Fox is not in it. Can you imagine? That's why, that's why it suffers? Yes. It truly does because the girl that replaces her is some like willless little all in white, all the time, obvious damsel in distress. And when Megan Fox don't make, don't was in the movies... Don't make fun of Jason Statham's wife. Tough. She well, it's not her fault. She's the character was written like that, where like she doesn't throw a single damn punch. You know that. And Megan Fox in the other two movies is an ass kicker all over the place. She convinced a Decepticon to be an Autobot. But do you know why she got kicked out? Oh, because she talked smack about fucking Michael Bay. Which good talk all the smack you want. No, no, she talked smack about the Jews, and Steven Spielberg got wind of it. Because he was executive um, producer, I think. That's what they say. That's what they say. I think she was talking more about, from what I understand, she was saying, oh, no. She said that Michael Bay was like Hitler. Not meaning like he hates Jews. Well, like that he runs his yeah, set, know, like a concentration camp. Yes, I know that. You know that. But, you know, people like to misconstrue things. Well, they well when they want somebody who's being a problem like that or they don't like... They're in charge, and if they don't like that you talk some shit about them, then you're fired. Because that's what happens when you're in charge. But she wasn't really a problem. She was one of the reasons to watch the movie. I know. Well, the first the first one, anyway. The character the was two. a good character. And she did get sidelined in the second one quite a bit. But she was still there. And it's not like Shia LaBeouf was doing great. With, like, he, couldn't, he wouldn't have been able to do Transformers without her, to be quite honest. Without the character of Malika. Like, no way. Yeah, and in the in the third one, it was just and that end sequence took bloody forever. I was like, guys, trim it back by forty minutes, would you? This has been going on <laughs> forever. It's so long. Uh, but the other movie I watched that was good is Rise of Planet of the Apes. That was amazing. 
Yeah, that 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 series was actually pretty good. Rise of Planet of the Apes. Right, I was really quite surprised. I was like, "This is actually very good. This is really good." That's the one with James with uh, Franco, right? Yeah. Before yeah, no, another cancel, dude. Before all the sexual assault. <laughs> well, he's not the only one who made that movie. So. Oh, well, I still watched it. It was very good. A good story. Yeah. Like, Andy Serkis got a lot of work. Andy Serkis is chef's kiss to that guy. Mm-hmm. He's really making... He's like... I said he was like the Doug Jones of, like, uh, motion capture. Like, Dougie Jones mm-hmm. is great. I mean, uh, he's, he's getting there. Hmm? He's getting there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> getting there? He's getting, he's getting there. Well, remember, he was... He was Gollum. Kong. He's Gollum. He's Snoke. He's Apes. He's Caesar. He he's a lot of things. He's in a lot of major franchises. Caesar. He was the motion capture for a uh, Kong for uh, Peter. Oh, Peter Jackson's movie. Yeah, Peter Jackson's movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's already there. Which uh, Doug, was, and was Doug it, Jones is the full creature of everything. Well, yeah. Doug Jones is just all all the fantasy creatures. Uh, he's all the fantasy in my heart. He was deaf. He was he was deaf in Hellboy too. I know. He was um Abe Sapien. Yeah. That's why I always say Hellboy 2 had all the creatures that Guillermo del Toro couldn't fit into Pan's Labyrinth. And he was every creature in Pan's Labyrinth. He's terrific. He was. I met that dude yeah, once. He he's was. great. Yeah. Anyway, my dinner is ready, and I have to wrap this party up. So watch uh, The Last of Us, and I don't know, watch a movie from 2011 and tell me what you think about it. You can reach us at ZPM Stargate on Twitter or email us at ZPMStargate at gmail.com. This podcast lives on Podbean at ZPMStargate.podbean.com. You can listen to me talk smack about the gods, like Loki. Mm -hmm. Uh, over on lastgodstanding.podbean.com. And uh, we will catch you guys next week. Goodbye. Bye.